Hello and welcome to the Factor 50 podcast, the podcast where comedians spill the tea on all of their holiday misadventures. Joining us on our maiden voyage today is the fabulous Daisy O. Hello, Daisy. Hello, Tegan. I'm so excited to be here. Well, thank you for coming. Thank you for being here for the for the debut. <laughs> <laughs> I feel very privileged to be to be the debut, you know. Here she is, the, the opening act. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I am good, Tegan. I'm excited to talk about holidays. I haven't been on holiday for a really long time. I mean, I know that is very much a like first world problem. The violins are out. Yeah, the world's teeny tiniest violin. Um, but because it's been COVID and stuff, yeah, I haven't been away since 2019, I don't think. God, really? I see. I'm an international jet setter, so I'm, <laughs> I, I can't relate. I was even traveling in 2020. I was that bitch in October Whoa. when it was like briefly allowed. You are patient zero. Mm. I, I, yeah, I probably, I probably contributed to most of the spread of it. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> my best holiday, I think, was my honeymoon. Oh. But to be clear, my honeymoon was dreadful. <laughs> everything went wrong but I think it was a really good sign for marriage that we had a really lovely time despite the fact that our honeymoon was not in the traditional sense going well um because (laughs) we went to Corfu in May of 2019 now what I didn't know about Corfu because Corfu is obviously like this beautiful Greek island. It's just lovely. It's, you know, beautiful beaches. And like, I was really excited to live my best life in Corfu. Mm. What I didn't know about May in Corfu was the reason that it was slightly cheaper than other months was that it can rain for a week. And basically the whole week we were there, it rained. So that was not ideal. One day it didn't. I, because I'm half Scottish, I feel that like, burning yourself on holiday is a sign of class and sophistication <laughs> and that you need to get that you know the glow. Sweet, sweet mm. glow of, of <laughs> third degree burns so i on the one day it was sunny i was like well do you know what i did some real like tourist math so i was like look if i'm only going to get a day of sunshine i'm not going to put on sun cream because it's only a day as opposed to the seven days <laughs> which the son was not aware of this level of stupidity. So I just really, really burnt my skin. And yeah, I would not recommend that. I'm now fully a fully paid up member of the wear sun cream and don't be an idiot brigade. We're all about the Factor 50 on the Factor 50 podcast, mate. I mean, about it. I feel you're spreading awareness, which is great. I am. As a ginger, <laughs> I feel it's important. Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a struggle out here, you know, like my mom grew up in Essex in the 70s in the days when they would just put cooking oil on you to like, cook you in the sun and then you'd be like really, really red and blistering like a lobster in the back. Oh, that's going to be gorgeous when it goes brown. Yeah. <laughs> and we also on that holiday, we had there was a German couple who became our nemesis, nemeses, because everything we did or went to they seemed to get there first do you know what I mean like it was just 
they were just everywhere and they were super unfriendly and I did not enjoy them as a couple. Um, don't know their names because I wouldn't talk to them, you know. Of course <laughs> not, the rivals. The rivals, <laughs> the German rivals. I just stare at as they're drinking my cocktails, living my life. What is a holiday um, without German rivals, truly? <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. Um, and then I got uh, on that holiday to try and sort of bring things up a bit. I got a hot stone massage, Ooh. which I thought would be amazing, but I honestly could not have hated more. <laughs> Oh it my was God. I, this lady bless her she was so sweet but these these they put a towel on your back and then they put these stones on but it was like hot lava rocks like it was just it was too hot Oof, and no. i i hated it but we then went um because our honeymoon in corfu was quite a nightmare we then went to the isle of sky for like a sort of mini moon oh, lovely um and that was amazing we met a the grumpiest b&b owner in the universe <laughs> what and Oh my God, Tegan, I loved her so much. So she <laughs> did not want to own a B&B. It was not for Great her. start. Great no. start. <laughs> I think that her, um, maybe she'd inherited it and resented it every breathing minute of her life since. So when we arrived, we arrived at half past two and we wanted, we managed to get like a, a last minute restaurant booking or something. So she when we got to the front door she said well I'm afraid you won't be able to drop off your bags until three o'clock when check-in is open and I said well even if we don't go into the room could we just leave our bags in the hallway no absolutely out of the question you may return to my front door at three o'clock where I will assist you thank you good day and then she shut the door like in our faces <laughs> so we awkwardly sat in the car like for <laughs> half an hour like she'll let us in eventually and then so then when we come in she's furious that we're there do you mean just in her airspace and she was like right well now you've arrived at an appropriate hour i will show you to your rooms and then she showed us to the room and it was like round the back of this building and it was a nice room but she had personally stuck notes all over the room and the hallway so these little like post-it notes that she'd put on the wall with sellotape so it would have been a nice room except what? she had graffitied like all over it turn off the light switch use the short flush uh don't slam the doors like just all oh these little God. manic notes um she hated being a b&b &B owner and i'll be honest i find overly chippy like happy customer service chirpy customer service a little bit annoying and someone who just really honestly could not care less doesn't want to be there I've got a certain amount Keep of Keep it real. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I'd rather have that. I, I, I actually find bad customer service hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's there for the good comedy band. Wow, she sounds like a really like, Passag, like, uni housemate. Yes. You know, with the, with the post-it notes. Like, what? Yeah. That's mental. <laughs> it is a pure hilarity when stuff like that happens. Like, I, I went to Bulgaria on, like, a terribly cheap ski holiday, like, just before lockdown as well. And the Bulgarian the customer service just does not exist and we, <laughs> we arrived at the hotel and like because it was like after dinner time and like we had dinner included in the package and they were like 
oh, um, you've missed dinner, but like, we've got these for you. And they just presented us with these lasagnas. And we were like, <laughs> what? And then and all my friends are vegetarian. They were like, sorry, like we're vegetarians that like, we can't eat this. And they were like, well, you should have made us aware that you were vegetarian. We we're like, we were not aware we would be presented with lasagna at check-in. You know I mean? <laughs> like, like this whole like drama over this lasagna. <laughs> like, it, was just, it was just hilarious. It wouldn't happen anywhere else. I, so yeah, I agree. Bad customer service does in in parts make a holiday um that's a solid choice for a good holiday but what's so what what what's the worst let's hear it let's hear the chaos let's unpack the trauma it's a bit of a toss-up for me because it wasn't really a holiday but i did for a time i worked for about three months in alcudia which is in majorca and I started off as like a bar rep, you know, where you like give out shots and that kind of thing. Yeah. But then someone, like the guy that worked in the bar as the DJ got basically had a bit of a tantrum one night and left. And because I had, because I was a geek at school, I had done like lighting and like sound for theater. (laughs) Of course you had. (laughs) You were that kid. Of course I was. So I was like, oh, well I can like, I couldn't mix music, but I could change songs. Do you know I mean? Because at that mm. point they were still like, it was just CDs, like literally. <laughs> Those are the days. Now that's what <laughs> I call music, 28. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the, the worst part of it was that there was a wet t-shirt competition each week that oh. this bar was sort of famous for that the DJ normally kind of hosted. And I just remember getting in trouble one night because I was so drunk. Cause I, I drank a lot back then. I mean, a lot of my Naturally. stories will have a theme. <laughs> and I was so drunk and I was sort of hosting this wet t-shirt, but kind of heckling the women, like, but it like with positive, like I felt quite <laughs> feminist vibes. I was like, you don't have to do this. The bottle of champagne isn't real champagne. You could get down if you want to. <laughs> like, wow, was- the suffragettes are watching from heaven. Like. <laughs> cheering you on (laughs) doing the lord's work (laughs) thank you but like when i say because if you think of a wet t-shirt competition i think you imagine like a wet t-shirt competition from an american film whereas in reality Mm. it was girls like british girls who were clearly like 16 because they They were clearly underage because they all left at around like half 11, which you just know is like a parent curfew. Like they must be on Oh my God. Yeah. Mum and dad are waiting in the lobby. Um, And then, but that was a great, I mean, it was a great kind of holiday in the longer term sense, like a three month holiday. Um, But yeah, it was, it was good fun. Cause I loved the, the girls that I stayed with out there who worked in the bar. They were just amazing. I mean, they were such nice girls, but also quite wild. Like I remember this other girl stole my money. So the girl that I lived with set fire to her shoes. (laughs) She set fire to her shoes and then threw them in the canal. And because I'm such a baby and I hate confrontation that I've never been more impressed with anything. I was like, oh my God, you can do that? That's pretty fucking badass, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so that that was good um that was well that was kind of good and bad i think but the worst holiday for me 
was probably so when I was at uni I went to Nevada and I was doing this like I was a proper like you know like those I don't know what you call them people that go on gap years wankers I'm guessing <laughs> you were a gap year wanker you I were was, that bitch you oh were my like, god yard been traveling I've got myself some floaty trousers to when I look back, I was awful. I have I have a travel oh, uh, diary from when I was in Morocco that says this sentence. The tour guide told us not to give the beggar children. That's what I called them, Tegan. The beggar children. The tour guide told us not to give the beg- beggar children money because it only encourages them, what, from poverty? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It only encourages them. Encourage them to have a good life. How dare they? How dare so- they? Aspires have wealth. <laughs> wealth from ridiculous tourists. So I said, uh, so it only encourages them. So instead, I just give them croissants and orange juice. <laughs> well, kids, essential waitrose will help you. Do you know what I mean? 22 year old me was an absolute well meaning monster. Oh, and God then, bless um, you. white I mean, saviour. So I was the worst. I really was the worst. I mean, I was such a do gooder when I was young. I, I mean, slightly off topic, but I once guided what I thought was someone who was blind around a supermarket only to find out at the end that they could see. <laughs> Wait. Hang on. How did this happen? How did they not like? Right. So I basically, I was volunteering for RNIB in Loughborough where I went to uni and it was my first day volunteering. And what I was doing, you were supposed to help the young people like go around the shop, like go around Tesco. Now, what I didn't realize at the time is that people are quite, it's quite rare that someone is actually completely blind some people might be partially sighted so they might struggle to read text but they've got say peripheral vision mm. i had no idea at the time so i just assumed that everyone was completely blind so this boy who was just this really nice teenager i gave him this like audio tour of tesco so i told him everything i was like we're going because again i'd never guided someone before i had no idea that you didn't have to tell them in like painful detail everything you were seeing so i was oh, like oh no but you did i was it's like we're going down the fruit and veg aisle <laughs> i've gone past the apples there's some oranges we're past the bananas now and this man and this guy was so <laughs> polite and then, then at the very end if you had time left you were like allowed to get something like for yourself like you could do your own shopping (laughs) so we had got his stuff so i went to get salad cream and i was like well i think i'll get this one it's only own brand but you know probably is good and he went i wouldn't get that looks like snot (laughs) and i was like oh my god i said you can see (laughs) i said can you see and he went yes and i find you quite patronizing (laughs) oh no which I thought was fair enough though because I didn't even ask him <laughs> before and, I gave him my audio and there talk. you were describing the apples and oranges to him <laughs> and he was like I just want to get my cream and fuck off like yeah. I didn't ask for this magical mystery door of Tesco yeah. so I mean that was very much the vibe early 20s me had so I went Aww. to Nevada again to volunteer because I was saving the world Tegan I was very busy of course you were, of course you were. Um, I met my best friend there though so my friend who I met at university Amy 
I love like she's family and I just feel like this holiday was so bonding and if you weren't there you wouldn't get it like we've been a NARM together <laughs> do you know what I mean because it was <laughs> we've been through this together yeah <laughs> the trauma brings you together because we were in so basically it was the Black Rock Desert in Nevada and our job was we had like it was like a bit like being in a chain gang because <laughs> wait what <laughs> So our job was to dig up sagebush and get rid of rocks. And it was a preservation project. So the idea was that you were preserving like Native American artifacts by digging trails so that the Americans that came to use that, like riding their horses, didn't disturb all of the desert. But honestly, it was such a scam. Like this company getting volunteers to dig trail. I was like, no, this is, this is not a real project. And the guy that was in charge of us, you used to get like, so it was the desert. So it was boiling hot and you had like these heavy trousers, like full sleeve top, um, like protective gloves, goggles, hard hat, worker boots, and then you had to dig, dig up sagebush um, and it was boiling hot. I remember one Oof. day that I was trying to get rid of this boulder that I thought was quite from the surface, quite small, but underneath it was this massive rock. I was listening to Eddie Izzard on my headphones and just laughing because it was so funny. I was just laughing like, you know, maniacally. <laughs> and then... <laughs> Apparently, my friend told me the Americans, when they were walking back down the hill, were like, oh, my God, that British girl, she's totally lost it. Look at her. Like <laughs> The desert heat had got to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was really hard work. So I did actually escape, and I didn't do as many days in the desert as I was supposed to. Good. But I, I wasn't very fit. I mean, I remember there was this guy, Irish guy there who was lovely. But when I said I wasn't doing the final tour, he was like, oh, that's such a shame. You know, we're really going to miss you. And I went, oh, yeah. And I, I'm sorry that I'm leaving you guys with more work. And he went, oh, my God. He went, you're not. You're useless. <laughs> <laughs> well, honesty is the best policy, babes. <laughs> um, fun thing on that trip, though, was that you... um. You had to dig a hole. If you went to the toilet, you basically just did it out in the desert. There were no toilet Ooh. facilities. No, so thank you, you. No. So you had like this biodegradable like toilet paper and you just had to go dig a hole. And then, but it was actually quite liberating, if I'm honest, after a while. No dignity. You just thought, well, this is, this is how we're doing it now. No dignity, just vibes. Yeah. And there were no shower facilities. Oh, I mean, no. were... in the desert, like what? You're going to be sweating. What we did were, you do? yeah. And it was an eight-day tour. It was just baby Oof. wipes. You just baby you wipes. Mm. By the end, That's of not it, good you for smelled. the planet, you know. And then... Yeah. <laughs> well, we took them with us, but you you also Still. had when you were in the desert because it was so hot. We had this Gatorade powder that you put in bottles with water like you would squash but because it was so hot it was like having sweet tea you know it wasn't oh no um so yeah but i mean i was only there in total for about 12 days because i left <laughs> <laughs> yeah good you made the right call you were like 
peace uh like good luck to you all respect it respect the journey but it's just <laughs> like Gemma Collins <laughs> she was yeah. like I don't I gotta go what is it what is it she says she's like oh, I can't stay here I can't stay here any I longer. know <laughs> Like, I love you, but I can't stay here anymore. <laughs> I ain't staying here. Sorry, I love you, but I ain't staying. Here. But it was a nice holiday because that, in a way, because that time in history, people didn't have smartphones mm. and Facebook had only just begun, so everyone wasn't recording everything. Yeah, so you weren't just doing it for the gram. That's that's wholesome. Yeah. It was nice, yeah. And you could also do things like shit in a hole and not be worried someone would take a photo of it. <laughs> oh, God, so true. Nowadays, fucking hell, you wouldn't be safe. No one would be safe. <laughs> I mean... That would be on every story. They'd be like TikToks of people shitting in, in the That's... desert. That's <laughs> the thing, young people now. See, like, when we're old, the things that we'll be able to say, like, do you know what? We, we were wild because no one was recording us. It wasn't all content. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wow, and that does sound like a like a real swizz, to be honest. If, it was, yeah. Oh yeah, I was. I mean, I was tricked for sure. I paid to go on that holiday. <laughs> That's no. what always gets me. I paid they, them. These volunteer things are just pure scams because you Total pay to do scam. them, and then you're not even helping anyone. And it's just volunteerism. It, that yeah that's exactly mm. what it was i mean i but i was the absolute i was the perfect i was the target market you volunteerism yeah. um i have learned since that actually you know untrained unqualified 22 year olds <laughs> going Not to what a place everyone needs. No one for needs that. four weeks <laughs> makes really little impact <laughs> you get to feel good about yourself and that's what matters yeah exactly <laughs> once you've shut in a hole <laughs> oh dear yeah and that does sound pretty bad so yeah fair enough that's yeah that's definitely a strong contender for worst holiday ever cool well the the final the final question mm-hmm. is what would be your kind of ideal or dream holiday if you could go anywhere with anyone dead or alive where where would you go where would where would you be transported to that is a really good question now because i i am although i sound english in my heart and soul i am scottish i'm not a big one for dreaming (laughs) (laughs) that's a waste of time for suckers okay i have a friend who plays this game called barbie dream house where you basically go on zoopla and you look at houses you can't afford when I look on Zoopla for houses, I only look at like flats that are strictly within my one day potential budget. Like I'm not a dreamer. <laughs> so Very realistic. Okay. I always find these questions tricky, but I think where I would go would be Chicago or New York. And mm. I would just, I would really like to go to, I have this image in my mind and maybe it's not true, but you know that image of like American comedy clubs with the, and even if I wasn't performing in one, just to be in one with, you know, with the like candles on the tables and the- Very Seinfeld, yeah, with the little stage, yeah. Little stage with the red curtains. And Mm. I just, to go to like the original version of like the comedy store say, or like, you know, to go to the, Yes. You know, just go to America, go to where all the kind of greats played and all those kind of places. I just, being in a proper American comedy club, I would love. Because also, I think American audiences are ace, do you know what I mean? Because mm. they're so loud, so they would be great. <laughs> so 
so up for it all the time. Mm. And it it's just how I always imagine doing comedy. And then when you're like doing a gig on a Saturday night in Bolton where some man <laughs> is just shouting over you. <laughs> you're it's like, take me same. to New York. I belong on Broadway, baby. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So that's that's where I'd like to go. And my lovely husband, I'm sure he would I that's who I would take Aww. with me, obviously. You can't you got it's gotta be done. It's gotta be done. Um and can't I'm leave sure it behind. He'd, find nice things I mean bless my husband I think a lot of I think anyone and I'm sure your partner will relate to this anyone who mm. goes out with a comedian a lot of your life becomes watching them at gigs <laughs> yeah and it's not even like they're coming to like the good ones like well no. yeah my boyfriend never comes to gigs anymore because he came to like the first few when I moved up here I didn't know anyone and then, yeah, they were just like, I don't want to see your set ever again. <laughs> so, I've seen it so many times, burned into his eardrums. So, yeah, I relate. And also, he's like cripplingly shy, so he doesn't like going to comedy nights because he's scared that the MC will speak to him. <laughs> he's like, I just want to hide. <laughs> God love him. So, yeah, I, I, I respect that. Yeah, I mean, that's good because in like Chicago and New York, there, there'd be plenty for him to do to amuse himself. And then exactly. you can like link up afterwards and like share your stories. You can go yeah. and have a deep dish pizza. Oh no, I mean I would make him come with me though, because I, mm. I really need my husband to come to gigs with me because I'm such a needy human being. So if I if I have a bad gig, I need him with me because I need him to tell me that it wasn't my fault. Uh <laughs> need, that it was you need backup. Yeah. 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 Or like I I don't know. Or even if I have a good gig, it's just someone to witness it because I always forget to record. <laughs> so does he come with you then? Does he often come with you? Yeah, he does though because he wouldn't because I gig almost every weekend now. If I if he mm. didn't come with me, he wouldn't uh you wouldn't have any time to see me. <laughs> this is this is your dates now. Come yeah. and sit in this green room. There might be some some kinder buenos or something. <laughs> Lovely. Well, we're gonna. I've got a couple of quick fire questions for you. If All right, I'm ready. Okay, I'll try. And, I talk too much, so I'm gonna answer them quickly. I'm ready. Okay. Would you cruise? No. 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 Never. Never. I, I would. Okay. So I'm very motivated by money. If I was paid to go on a cruise to perform on a cruise, mm. I would go. But I wouldn't go on a cruise because I'm Scottish and they seem expensive, <laughs> and that is the whole answer. <laughs> I'm not a dreamer, Tegan. If I You're won like, the lottery, I know my limits. <laughs> but I know I'm never going to afford it. So don't. That's that will be my advice to anyone thinking of holidays. Don't dream too big. Do we? <laughs> be realistic. Stay within your budget. Yeah. Don't do anything YOLO. Basically, that's that's exactly. Your if you can afford to just go camping, go camping. But don't think about cruising because suddenly camping <laughs> feels rubbish. Cruising is just far too lofty. Okay, yeah. unless unless it was for work, but. I've heard that doing like comedy on a cruise ship is always like soul destroying. So I have heard that, but I would just for just to just to do it. I would oh, yeah. do it for the fee and for the stories. Yeah. So worth it. So worth it. Okay, but no, as a holiday, no. Okay, that's so, fine. Awesome. Favorite motorway services. T-Bay, but that's everyone. Boom. It's, it's easy. Right? Yeah, true. That is everyone. T-Bay's T a dream. I mean, I think about T-Bay when I'm not there. I would go on a trip <laughs> just to T-Bay. T-Bay is a ridiculous service station. For those who haven't been, you've got you've got a duck pond. 
Like, it's a holiday in itself. It's a destination in its own right. It is. I mean, it should be on TripAdvisor. I love T-Bay services. And on the way down from Scotland, on the other side, uh, going north, mm. it, oh no, sorry, going south, is Killington Lake. Have you been Ooh. there? No, I have. I have gone. I've went to T-Bay northbound and southbound. Um, northbound, I would say, is better just because it has the duck pond. But yeah, so yeah. I haven't been to Killington Lake. What's what's this about? Killington Lake is a little bit further down from T-Bay uh, because I agree southbound T-Bay, I think, is disappointing because of the lack of duck mm-hmm. pond. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Killington Lakes, you literally, you've got the service station is on a hill that overlooks this really lovely lake, but it literally feels like you're... I mean, it's, it's weird because you've come off this horrible motorway and then suddenly you're looking at this beautiful... So yeah, highly recommend mm. Killington Lake services. Love that. Love it's that. funny because you travel a lot in comedy within the UK. This kind of question, I'm oddly feel like an expert in. That's <laughs> like the I thing. Just... This is why I was like, well, I need to have this in the podcast because every comedian will have a favourite <laughs> motorway services. And if they haven't been to T-Bay yet, you know, I mean, it will. Always, you're right. It will always be T-Bay forward slash Gloucester because I think they're the same. Oh yeah, Gloucester's fancy. Yeah, I haven't been to the Gloucester one, but oh, I imagine similar. it's the same. Farm shop, duck yeah. pond shop selling ridiculous clothing like from like like cornish brands do you know what i mean do you know what we actually finessed it on the way back from scotland last weekend because we stopped in at t-bay for a roast dinner wow Mm, that is the dream it's so good it's just so good (laughs) i I made an instagram reels about it because (laughs) you did i did and i put it to I'm so fancy by Charlie XCX and Iggy Azalea. Of course, <laughs> I'm so fit because it is fancy. It is fancy. Oh well. Anyway, this has been a bloody delight. Thank you so much. Thank um, you. Thank you so much for christening this with me. You're um, welcome. Yeah, it's been it's been great. You're a podcast dream. You because you're nice, Tegan. You give me a false sense of security, <laughs> so I tell you stories on a podcast like about the time I shat in a hole. <laughs> 